oh, this person's like doing so well. I'm just going to copy every single thing that they do. The thing is like, you're going to, you're going to hit a ceiling anyway. Right. Cause yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, you can't differentiate from this person anymore. Like, yeah. you know, they start talking about certain things that you haven't done or you're not in position to do. And then where's that take you from there? So copy the things that you need, steal, like steal the things that already are working. Well, thanks for joining us this week on the Lead Sales Podcast. I'm very happy to be joined in studio, Ralph Alvarado. You just say Alvarado. Okay. Yeah. We got, we got my man Ralph joining us from, which, which who's your direct upline? Prevail, Tony. I felt Prevail with, with Tony and Alondra and Josh and that whole group. So, yeah. you know, we, uh, we, we met each other through social media, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we started talking to social media um, and I'll, we'll, we'll get into that, that whole story afterwards, but um, happy, happy to have him joining in studio. We got John background co-host. How's it going? We got Bryce here producing behind the scenes. Hey. Um, before we get started, actually, I, I wanted to, uh, I, I was kind of putting some thought into what we're going to be talking about this week and kind of wanted, and, you know, part of the inspiration comes from guys like Julian, you know, I know we've had Julian on a few weeks, but you know, he continues to add value, continues to bring up things that really kind of gets me thinking and gets me, gets me looking at the business in a different way. And um, we, we start talking about, you know, specifics as far as certain products and certain carriers, what their bonus level is like, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the benefits to using them over other, other particular carriers or products. And then, you know, we start opening up this dialogue and we start, we start getting into it and then we start looking into, you know, different things. And, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to be able to, to help them help shed some light on certain, certain things. And, you know, for me, it's never about, Hey, this is, this is the product and you all have to use it, or this is the carrier and you all have to use it. However, I'm going to continue to push because in the instrumentally in the process of talking to Julian, you know, we realize there are certain things that we, maybe we don't commun communicate well enough. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that agents can benefit a little bit more from. And while it's not knocking any of the other carriers that we have, because we got tons of great options and we're, we're very lucky to have all these different options within our portfolio. And if you can get a client covered, regardless of the carrier, you're still doing them a service. You're doing your family service. It's still a great thing. However, if you're going to do that anyway, why not make the most of it? Like make it the most, most of a win-win situation. And if all things are pretty much equal, why not go with a certain carrier that will add you, you know, provide you an extra bonus mm -hmm. that'll help your agents in the long run, make things, make things simpler, less to follow up and all kinds of different things. So Julie, why don't, why don't you kind of fill in the little, little bit of details on our discussion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thanks for having me. Um, basically I remember you posted, I think it was like close to 11 o'clock my time and it had something, the comment had to do with, uh, you know, get that America bonus, something like that. Right. And that like, kind of like triggered me or whatever. I was kind of like, what bonus are you talking about? And I know this sounds crazy. Everyone else on the call, but I just, you know, my agency or at least my upline or we're not so bonus driven, which I don't think is a good thing. We're really just trying to get the cheapest rate for the client, you know? And, um, not saying that it's bad to sell other products if they're more expensive, as long as you know how to sell them, which was the where the pivot of the conversation went with me and Albert was, yeah, it could be more expensive, but this is why, and this is how you can sell that, right? Indemnities and things like that. But um, I, I honestly was kind of unaware of how awesome the carrier bonuses are for quarterly bonus and plus the FFL uh, bonus, plus the um, whatever... Uh, july jump or whatever it's called right so you it's it's doubled and um the aig bonus and things like that and i was kind of asleep to that because my motive i i knew we would get compensated handsomely just for helping people so really i was just i've always just been in it to just get someone the best rate and i knew it would be much better than what i was getting paid at the practice company so i really wasn't you know so bonus driven but as a future agency builder and as someone that does have a team under me and that we are doing you know um, some numbers now, I want to make sure that I can provide them a great uh, base of knowledge for how you can increase your compensation here with simplicity and realizing that, oh, well, if you, you know, this roadmap is, hey, if you go carrier one, two, or three, all of those things are going to add to extra income at the end of the quarter, right? So you go one, two, three, Prosperity America Mutual. Now with the four quarters, it's like, okay, well then you can end up with, um, you know, even more in your pocket. And uh, 
honestly, this combo that me and our had was really good that I was laying in bed when I texted him and you know, I'm on the East coast. So it was like 1130, maybe 12 o'clock. And I hopped up out of bed, got, went into my office, went on the computer and just started like drafting up these like templates of like, like the bonuses. And, you know, cause I, this is information I want to share with my team and people that are maybe future builders or future, you know, top producers so that they can have that same excitement that I had at the moment where I'm like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money, you know, that I really wasn't considering. Um, so I really appreciate that Albert took the time to educate me in detail on what those bonuses are. And then also ways to pitch the product, because let's be honest, guys, America is more expensive than some of the other carriers, but it seems more expensive if you don't know how to sell it for what it's, what it's offering. I mean, the value that it provides. So that was a really cool um, breakdown that you gave me. And uh, I'm sure that if I go reread the thread, there's a lot more too, but I definitely jumped out of bed at like midnight. I was up to like one 30, like making this spreadsheet, multiple pages with like different bonuses and functions. And uh, that was really cool. Uh, um, I know I'll be hitting bonus every quarter from now on. Like that's just what it is, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if you can share that, put that on the, the Google Drive. I mean, if you already created the Excel. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. That's cool. I'll, I'll send it to you, Albert. Because if if it clicks, like, for example, if you're a numbers guy, and then for somebody else that's like, okay, I'm a numbers guy, I want to just find the cheapest rate for someone. When you show a, a numbers of, like, this is the potential money you could be missing by picking other carriers, it might it might help everyone else along, too. What's your primary carrier, Ralph? Um, It's going to be America, Prosperity, AIG. My man. Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. All right. Well, he's he's right in line with us, but but yeah. so anyway, so I was I was going over these these different different uh, ideas and and different ways that we can approach the business, and you know ultimately it's still everyone's individual decision what you what you decide to do, and, and I think it really taught me something talking to Julian that night, even though I was the one teaching about certain certain products and how how certain things work, but I learned something. I was just like everyone everyone like says that says they oh yeah I understand how there's a bonus and blah blah blah, but I don't think people necessarily understand just how much money they can make from it. Cause I started breaking down. Like if you, if you hit this, here's how much of a bonus you'll get at the end of the year. Right. Here's how much you'll, you'll get a bonus right before Christmas time. And I think people hear it. And I think people, people be like, Oh yeah, miracle bonus. There's prosperity bonus. There's whatever bonus, but I don't know if they just don't think it's probably really far away. I won't hit it anyway, mm -hmm. which is completely wrong. Or, you know, if they're, they're just thinking like, yeah, but it won't really make that big of a difference in my pocket anyway. So I, I don't know what that is. So then it really made me think maybe we just need to really over communicate this a little bit more and, you know, to have opportunities. And thank you, Julian, for, for asking all those questions, because I think a lot of times people, they call me and they're like, Hey, I'm sorry. I know you're really busy. You know, I don't, I just, I just want to take a minute. Yeah. Which for me, I'm like, I appreciate that. But you know, you spent like two minutes, like apologizing for <laughs> if you really care about my time, you just get straight into it. Yeah. Cause but, you know, that happens too. It's like most of the time when people pick up, like, yeah, I got the time because that's why I picked up. Right. <laughs> but also no one should ever feel bad about calling yeah. and asking if you're trying to genuinely get better for, for yourself. I mean, cause that's my job. It's our job yeah. to like help our downlines to help you understand the business better. Now, if you're just calling because you're like, you want to complain about something in which you don't genuinely want to fix, or you're calling because like, you know, you're, you're talking about all the reasons why you can't do something. I mean, like I can't help you with those things. So yeah. not to say you can't call me in those things, but call me and we'll, and I'll, I'll let you know if that's worth our time or not. Yeah, it's funny because I'm actually the opposite. I feel bad if I didn't get to pick up because I was tied upon something else. Right. I, I always feel bad. I always feel terrible. Like, like, oh, my, you you could have been with the client. I could have been helping right. you with the sale or something. Right. So yeah, don't don't hesitate to reach on us because you actually are letting giving us some feedback to recognize, okay, these are the things that people maybe don't understand fully or that we could use more work in trying to communicate this point better so people, because like the end of the day, we want everyone to make more money. We want everyone to, if you're, and more importantly, if you're going to be doing that same amount of work anyway, we want you to get the most out of it. Yeah. And speaking on that, to, to add on top of that, we had a dinner with uh, Jay Rosencrantz the other day about annuities. And, you know, there is a very small percentage of FFL agents that are submitting life applications that are, that are not submitting annuity applications. It's within about three to 5% out of all the FFL agents that are not submitting annuities. And the reason and the biggest thing we're thinking about it is it's the simplicity, but also the, the overcomplication of an agent by just not asking a specific question, you know, what do you got going on for your retirement? You know, do you have anything else that acts like, you know, 401k, IRA, especially when you're doing telesales, you know, you're so quick to doing the sale that you forget to ask that part. 
but imagine how much money is being really, really lost or not earned in five figure, maybe six figure paychecks throughout the year, just by asking one question for every presentation that you have. Yeah. And yeah, shout out to Jay Rosencrantz, Mathene, our account executive. Awesome guy. You know, I really uh, enjoy spending time with him because he, he, because aside from, from uh, knowing the business and being able to ask, pick his brain on, on certain things, like the thing is, He's just a normal, relatable guy and, you know, really helps us to kind of put things in perspective that whatever you want to learn about this business, it's not that far away. Mm. You know, you just got to just get around the right people, ask the right questions. And, you know, if you continue to put in the work, you'll eventually figure it out. But we'll get back to the dinner in just a second. Let me, let me get back to Julian. Um, so, Julian, you also you also brought up and, and I said and I was thanking you for asking all these questions and continuously being a student because helped me look at the business in a different way that, you know, I wouldn't say that I've never looked at it before, but things kind of got pushed aside for like focusing on the things. And it kind of helps me refocus whenever you have an agent like Julian that asks these questions. So you start talking about it. This is like learning on a continuous basis on in something, a business like this, it's kind of like getting another degree, right? Can you explain what your thought was on that? Yeah, absolutely. This is a, just an ideology I've had coming into the industry before here. Um, you know, when, my parents, yeah, I'm, I'm Filipino. So my parents are like, oh, you're going to go to college. And, you know, I went to college for a couple of semesters. I did different things. It wasn't for me. And uh, I understand that if you want to increase your, um, your income or your value, then you need knowledge, right? You need technical skills or some sort of education most of the time, right? Or training. And uh, when I got into insurance, you know, I know I got my certificate, but that wasn't a diploma to me. You know, that, that was just, uh, you know, my access to the school. And I know that, you know, my first four, my first two years, right, AA, the next two years BS, and then, you know, you do your 10 year or doctorate program or whatever, and then you're looking back at doctorate type of money, and maybe even sooner, right? But uh, this is only my third year in the industry, and only my, haven't even done a full year FFL. So I understand that I have to keep learning, you know, regardless of the level I get to, uh, really for two reasons. One of them is so that I never just level out, you know, because if I level out, then I'm not getting better. I'm actually, like you said, Albert, getting behind because people are catching up or the times are going on. And also, if I plan on leading, I need something to teach or I need something to, to, um, you know, to learn and pass on and give. So the in the process of learning comes teaching. And that it, when you teach something to somebody, that means you are learning it. So that is that cycle of me always wanting to find out more, discover more, you know, and I can't learn everything in one day. You know, there's only so much I can digest while working, while producing, while training. Right. And I'm not complaining, but I can't ever put that on the back burner and say, oh, I know enough. Right. Um, I know some people and I'm not say who, but I wanted to go to sales conference uh, in Orlando. And then I went to the one in, in L.A. Right. And that's far for me. But I'm sure some people. And I've heard this from people that it's like, oh, what could I learn? You know, I've been in insurance. Like I know how to dial. I know what to say. I know how to sell. And it's like, yeah, maybe you heard it. Maybe you learned it, but maybe you need to relearn it. Maybe you need to refresh it. Right. And then for me, like, I'm not too proud to say, I can't wait to learn something here. So like when I was in LA, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to hear something that's going to change it. Or it's something that's just going to shift me. And I'm not saying I'm going to take every single piece and reformat my whole business. They tell you, they literally tell you, don't do that. <laughs> they say, just take three things. I take these three things. I'm going to implement them. And then I cement it. I'm doing well. And I go to another sales conference the next quarter or next season. I hear something else that I may have forgot, or maybe that is new. And this is how you stay up to date on the trends or new systems or new tools or new pitches or just the new way of the business. And I understand that this is a forever school. And as long as you are learning, right, then your income will be increasing. So that's why I said it is to me, you know, I'm only a junior, you know, so I'm not too proud to say that or even still be a student of the game. You know, I don't have my own logo or nothing yet, <laughs> but, I'm about to but I'm about to reserve my name. So that's happening, you know, so let's go. Yeah, yeah. You know, little by little, um, I just understand the value in seeking knowledge here. Um, you, no one is going to hold your hand. No one's going to take you into a classroom, you know, you guys know this, like Albert's talking about, Hey guys, let's all meet up and train. It's like, no, are you going to like look for this? Are you going to yearn for this? Are you going to do some research? Are you going to watch some YouTube videos? Are you going to, you know, read up and, you know, 
not saying I'm more driven than anyone else, but I just know at 12 a.m. I'm texting Albert and then hopping out of bed excited. Like these bonuses are crazy. You know, like my my system in my head is, listen, if I do every month, that's FFL, Prosperity, America, Mutual. That's a quarterly bonus. I know I'm going to do at least what, oh, $1,000 extra. Like literally I'm like doing the numbers. I'm like, wow, this is amazing, right? If you just do your, right? So um, always just trying to learn. And that's why, you know, I'll make time for, things like this as well. You know, I'm sure that's why everyone's here too. It's like, you're going to hear something that someone says and you can go 95% of the meeting or the training, like, oh, this is all BS. But then you're going to hear something like, oh, I liked what he said right there. Yeah. Write it down and it could shift your whole business. Yeah. Yeah. And you make an excellent point. I mean, the, th the thing is we do have these weekly trainings. There's weekly trainings accessible. You can go back on YouTube. You can go on social media. You can find a bunch of different trainings whenever, whenever you need, basically. But the thing is, I mean, part of the reason why Julian is progressing in his business is because of the fact it's not because like, I'm going to go back and watch this video or, you know, I, I tuned in, I did the minute minimum. I showed up to these conferences. I did the minimum. How do I learn? He's like, he asked follow-up questions. And the thing is, yeah, I'm not, you're hundred percent correct. I'm not gonna be like, Hey, everyone come in. I'm going to, I'm going to teach you this because I don't know. If you even care. Yeah. I don't even know if that's what you want to learn. I don't even know if that's what you're the part you're stuck on, but has there ever been a point, and, and I, I love you for this, you know, you, you'll, whenever question pops in your head, boom, you text me. Have I ever not gotten back to you? Not always. Yeah. And fast. And I, and I go into detail and like, whatever, because it's not, it's not for me to like hold back information if, if I can help somebody. Now, there's certain things, that, it doesn't mean I know everything, but if there's certain things I don't know, I'll be like, yeah, I'm not quite sure, but here's the direction you should go. Go, go ask this person or go do this. But yeah, I'll do my best. And, and you know that, I'm a competitive person. So if you ever ask me something that I don't know, which... I don't think that's happened yet. Yeah. Like I'm competitive. I want to go out and learn. I'm going to, I'm going to go because I don't, I don't want to know less than other people within my organization. Cause I just don't feel right about that. Yeah. So I appreciate you for challenging me on that. I feel the same way. And that's why I ask some of these questions I ask you are from like my downline and you know, the idea is I may not know it, but I'm gonna figure it out for you. I'm not going to send you and just say, Hey, go, go ask this person. I'll ask and I'll come back. Um, just so that one, I know, and then two, I still have that regard as like a source of information, you know, so I definitely feel you on that one. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. For sure. Going back to one other point that you, that you made earlier that, yeah, I mean, how many times have we heard, Hey, there's got this conference. I see Ralph at every conference and every, every uh, convention. So this, this is part of the reason why I got respect for Ralph. Mm -hmm. You know, I got respect for many reasons, but that's one of the big reasons. But how many times have you guys heard from when you tell like, Hey, there's a sales conference coming up or there's a convention. They're like, it's gonna be the same stuff over and over again. Have you, have you heard, I that? heard that a lot? Yeah, right. Man, I say it sometimes. <laughs> I thought it sometimes too, but then I just get myself to go, and you realize that you should have been there. Like, like you, you're like, I'm glad I came. Yeah. Same. But the question you should ask yourself though, when you when you when you bring up those things, or you hear other people, it's like, okay, is your business killing it? Yeah. Are you where you want to be already? It's like, and then just because you know it, I mean, you may say you know, which I highly doubt that. Right. You say you know everything, but it's like. How come you're not applying it then? Right. Like, shouldn't shouldn't you go to these conferences so you can like hear from somebody that maybe you connect with that you're like, oh, I I I mess with this dude. I understand. I get where he's coming from. I see a different way now. Change my perspective. I can go and apply this and then get better. But if you're not you're not happy with where your business is at, you're not happy where your financial situation's at, your personal life is whatever it is. Why wouldn't you go and acquire this additional free knowledge? I still understand. Yeah, it it comes with the the student in mind, like Julian's having, right? Like you're coming in with questions, you're seeking for answers. Yep. Or you come in with an agent that's just thinking about, I just need to attend. Do I have to attend? Versus like, okay, I got stuff I want to really learn from. So that's, that's the real mind state of the individual. So if they feel like they just need to attend just because it's like, being in school and you need to you need there you need to be there for the attendance record it doesn't matter if you don't apply anything okay then yeah maybe reserve that seat for someone else that's looking to learn into the business yeah and, and then just and like julian mentioned i mean you should you should try to pinpoint three things that you're going to apply because if you try to apply everything i mean you're number one you're not going to be doing it right because mm -hmm. number one if you try to just change everything all at one time like you can't track the variables and the, and the measurables in terms of what actually worked and what didn't so the thing is, even if you still aren't happy with your results, it's not because you you applied yourself. Is you applied too many things and you didn't actually get a chance to like be like, okay, this 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 component of this business actually works if I do it this way. Like you got you got to be measured in your in your approach in terms of how you make the adjustments accordingly for your business. So 
that's a that's a great thing. But the thing is, if you if you sit there and you take notes, I mean, I've learned this plenty of times from my six years here at FL. I've gone to, I've gone to conventions at the time. I was writing stuff down, went totally over my head. I'm, it meant nothing to me at that time except I'm just taking taking like notes. And then later on, when I actually start doing it, like six months later or a year later, even three years later, I'm like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Right. Right. So like, think about how many how many nuggets of information we're missing out on if we choose not to be a student and all the answers that that you need to to help improve your business that you want to make more money that you want to get you want to move up in your position whatever it may be it's been out there but the thing is you're just not listening yeah you could watch the same like 5 minute video twice and pick up something different <laughs> and one last thing julian i mean when we when we're talking about how you you drew the analogy like this is like this is like getting another degree and you know you can you can you can add on additional degrees i'm like this is the only thing that difference about this is aside from the tuition that we're saving a ton of money on right yeah the the thing is, I'm like, this is a business where actually you're you're allowed to, maybe even encouraged to copy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh there's something that one of uh the agents I work with taught me. Um, he says Robin Steele. Right. Robin right. Steele, you know, a good artist, copy, great artist, steal. Right. And that's okay here. You hear something you like, you can Robin steal that. If you hear something else you like, Robin steal that. You know, it's uh the I I was it's funny how this just um, lines up. This morning, I was in the gym listening to Ed Milet YouTube uh, talk on insurance. Um, yeah. And uh, he spoke about how sales is the most duplicatable business. And that's because we just rob it and stealing it. You know, <laughs> we're just, you're doing the same thing. You know, this is uh, a, a recession proof, depression proof industry. But at the end of the day, you could plagiarize anyone else's uh, business and do the same thing, you know. Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's, it's quick to apply too, right? Like if you were a doctor, like you can't just go pick up a book, read about it and apply it right away. You can go kill someone. But in our business, you can pick up someone's script, apply it, make the mistake, reapply it. Dude, you, you didn't lose anything. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you can continue to, to repeat that. Well, in this business, it's, it's smart. It's smart to steal. Because <laughs> why reinvent the wheel if it's already working? Yeah. Right. So yeah. That, that's that's just that's just something for everyone everyone to apply. And the thing is, we 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 I guess we we got way deeper than than the original question that he asked me. But then we started talking about, oh, you know, certain people don't want to copy, they don't steal because they want to make things their own. And I'm like, yeah. here's the thing about our business: that you can copy somebody every step of the way, but at a certain point, you, you're going to diverge, right? Because what what separates every single business within this this uh this industry, this type of business is that we're all different. We're all different mm -hmm. individuals. And, you know, that's what distinguishes us from one business to the next. So the thing is, if you're saying like, I don't want to copy this guy all the way, or I don't want this person copying me all the way, you can only copy so much because at a certain point, your personality is not that person's personality. Your character is different. I mean, there's a lot of different things. So copy the parts, the components in which it's already good. And it's already, it's already a established way that's effective. Like the basic foundations. Yeah. Like when people try to like redo the whole training and everything, I'm like, original training was fine. <laughs> so, you know, understand that, understand that distinction and try to apply that and try to just, just keep things simple for yourself. Yeah. I think I commented and I texted you back and I said, uh, but Mark Zuckerberg just copies everything. Right. All right. That was, that was my comment after that. I was like, just like Twitter, right. Everything he does. Yep. is. A copy. But um, one, one thing I wanted, want to leave people with as far as when it comes to like searching for, knowledge or you know what everyone says the same thing right and you're gonna hear it oh they're this this person was dropping gems right or gold dropping gold gold nuggets right he was dropping nuggets dropping gold dropping gems right yep. but in search right the really the analogy is in search for these gems and gold you got to go through dirt right it's not just a pile of just diamonds and you're like oh i love everything they're saying no it's like oh well he's I've heard this and I've heard that and okay. And I know this and I, Oh, I found a diamond. I really like, I like this gem. He dropped a gem right there. And then oh, now you're just sitting through conference or you're sitting through a zoom or a training. You're like, I know this already. And then you hear something else like, Oh, Oh, that's a great, that's a great way to sell that product. Right now you're finding another gem and another diamond or another gold nugget, whatever you want to call it, but you have to go through dirt to, to find it. So. Great point. So it's true. Julian dropping some gems for us. <laughs> and, and before we let you go, I, I, I just got to ask. So when your parents made you go to college or you felt like you felt compelled to go to college, was it nursing or engineering? The pressure was nursing, but I didn't do it. I did. Uh, this is the story. And I'll leave it with this one. This one's a good one. So I went to school first semester for music and sound production. Uh, I realized that that's to be a roadie. So I didn't want to be a roadie. 
And then my second semester was uh, English or writing, and I was a very good writer. Uh, but then I had to do journalism, which I had no interest in writing, like, you know, articles on other people. So I moved over to another um, uh, degree, and then I went for business. And this one was a huge just paradigm shift for me because I'm in this class and I'm watching these people with successful businesses and none of them went to college. And I'm like, you guys understand what you're doing? Like everyone else are like, yeah, we're going to keep paying our tuition and go to these, this class for business. I'm like, you guys are showing me successful business people that didn't even go to college. I'm out of here. Like that was it. It's like, <laughs> this ain't the way, right? So what I learned in business school was you just need a degree to run someone else's business. Show people that you know to follow orders. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Appreciate all that, all that information. You Appreciate me. your perspective and keep asking these questions. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, my guy. So for everyone that didn't understand that, it was inside inside joke. Filipinos are nurse, they go into nursing or engineering. If you, you don't believe me, go to a hospital or an engineering firm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So go go going back to Ralph and John now. Yeah. That was some great stuff. Um so b- before we get to Ralph, I mean, we had we had a dinner with Jay last night, who's uh, with a theme, you know, so if you guys haven't written annuities yet, um, what was your biggest takeaways from the dinner? Dude, the biggest gem that, that I got from him. Um, so you guys know about Performance Elite, right? So that's one of the products for a theme. If you do a transfer with a theme, they're going to give you a 16% bonus, yeah. right? 11% then, California. It's only 11? Yeah. I thought it was 15, you said. No, it was 11 It was going up. See, California sucks for a lot of reasons. I thought reasons. it went up. No, I thought 11. it went up to 16. No. Oh, it went up to 11. Yeah, that's, uh, what, that's, what, that's what he was saying. Okay, okay. But yeah, but other states, 16%, right? And so if you guys have been paying attention to the market, the market has not been good. So last couple of years, sometimes, you know, people are losing money from their 401ks, their IRS, whatever. And even if you do put them in Athene, and if the market tanks, what happens? Zero is your hero, correct? You gain nothing, but you don't lose anything. Well, with the indices, you can put it on the S&P 500, BNP, NASDAQ, or whatever that's indexed. But with the theme, you can also put it into fixed interest rates. So they have fixed strategies that are 4%. So think of it like CDs. If you put money on a CD, it's guaranteed, right? Whatever that interest rate is. So that's what a fixed interest rate is compared to the market. Well, so he had a sales pitch where he said, well, if you are seeing a client, they're down on their money, you can go and tell them, look, I could guarantee you, guarantee you a 20% bump within your first year. Because they're going to get a 16% premium bonus and you put them in a 4% interest rate, that's 20% on the first year. And then and then one thing that he did talk about is you can you can go and change the uh, crediting strategy at the end of the one or two year period in which however you set it up. So the thing is, you can do the fixed interest rate for the first year for, for the people that are a little bit uh, conservative, conservative, or they're re- really risk adverse. So the thing is, you can you can start off with that four percent fixed interest rate plus that sixteen percent bonus. You say I can you can tell a client, and who else can say this? I guarantee you a twenty percent return in the first year. Yeah, and then after that year is up, then we can we can look at look at the uh, different indices and we can decide what to do from there. So we can reallocate it towards the S and P, the BNP, the Paribas, the the, uh, the Nasdaq, and yeah, no. there's a there's new, there's new, a, a new index fund coming too. So AI ones too, I think. Yeah, it was it was really it was a really cool. That was probably my biggest takeaway too. I was like I was like never even thought about presenting it that way. Yeah. So imagine for the people that are losing out on the money, they have no faith in the market right now. You tell them you have a guarantee twenty percent, man. So you 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 present it to a way where you're gonna still make money when the economy's going down. And then when the economy bumps up, we change it up. We have uncapped strategies. You're gonna make more money later on in the future. Another uh, another shocking number. I mean, I guess we've we've some people have heard it before, but there's fourteen thousand FFL, FFL agents. agents that are contracted with Fiend. Yeah. Have you written a new yet? No. Not yet. We've Gotta get you. We'll, going. we'll get we'll get you we'll get you set up on that. But uh, fourteen thousand licensed agents that are contracted with Athene, only three percent have written an annuity. Yeah. Three percent. Right. So the so the thing is. What's the reason why you haven't written one yet? Just haven't come across money, didn't ask. Like, what's the? I, yeah, I don't really. I was just trying to figure out life right now. Okay. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> okay. Cool. We'll, we'll we'll stay in touch because I, because I mean th- I think the thing is, it's a lot simpler than than people think, and there's a lot more resources out there available than than you think. So, I mean, David Allen was there was there at the dinner too. So you know right. he kind of he kind of went over some stuff, and you know I picked up 
I mean, the stuff that he talked about, it's a lot of stuff I already knew, but I picked up on a couple of things. Like he said, hey, typically, you know, the market's down on an election year, which is coming up in 2024. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a good time to move money. You can tell him, hey, this is a good plan. In the meantime, here's what we can do. And then afterwards, the following year, the following two years, then we can figure out, you know, where we can go from there. Right. So, I mean, like there was a lot of, lot of little gems along the way. And then yeah. we, we've kind of, I was, I was like, this is, this is a really neat dinner. And on top of that, I mean, Jay Rosencrantz, if you haven't met him, you know, start writing some annuities because they have these trainings that they do out in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, they, they, you know, they, they meet with, you know, some of the top annuity producers and they provide training and they go through a couple of different things. And it, it's been a neat event. I, I went, there, I went there one year and, uh, you know, he's, he's a real trivia guy. He's, he's a real normal dude. And you I think you'll enjoy time with him. So put yourself in a position to be invited to those situations. Yeah. Just the, another key takeaway was just like, he mentioned the top producer of all of a team. Yeah. Can we say numbers? Well, it's just money transferred, right? When it's we can say I, I can't guarantee it's not going to be bleeped later, but. but yeah, so FFL agents uh, are top producers right now, along with David Allen. They're doing about four. One is targeting for uh, of annuity money transferred over. Yeah. So just think about the commissions on that. But he said the top agent for Athene rolls over dollars. One million. 41? Yeah, hit like 41. So imagine just doing the math on that, just basic do that percentages. Um, and at that level, you know, 20, you're like at an 8% commission of all the money that's transferred. We start off like a 5.25 and you go up all the way up to eight. But for one agent. For rolling over money that people already have. Yep. So it's not like, hey, we need you to start making monthly payments on this. It's like money sitting somewhere. It's like, hey, instead of doing this, here's what we can we can potentially offer you so we can your, here's how your money is going to perform. And we're just going to take your money that you already have. We're going to move it over here. Right. And then you get paid on that. And so use that same concept. We're going to take the clients that we already have, that we're already calling and we're already presenting to. And all we're doing is we're just adding, hey, what do you got going on for your retirement? Hey, how's your retirement doing? <laughs> Something along the lines. And also add the intro of, hey, by the way, this is John. We do three things. We take care of your final expense, your funeral arrangements, your mortgage protection. And we offer simple retirement solutions. You say that at the start and you say at the end. So what do you got going on for your retirement? Spark the conversation. You say that over and over and over. Go through 100. Maybe you get like 10 people or five people that says, hey, I got something going on. Now you got five leads. <laughs> Multiply that throughout the day, throughout the year. You are going to get some money out of it soon enough. You're going to sift through the gold and find you some gems. Yeah, it personally happened to me the other day. I mean, I was, I was doing a presentation, a, a, a lady... Filled in, filled in a request and went, went into an IUL. And then I went, went through the health conditions. The height and weight chart was a little bit off. So then I was like, I was like, yeah, you, we can qualify for a couple of different plans, but probably not for an IUL. I'm like, what was your main goal for that? And then, you know, in the process of asking, like I asked the golden question. So as I was going through, let me go through your health questions. Do you currently have life insurance now? She said, no, just through work. I'm like, perfect. I'm like, do you have any, anything else that works like life insurance that's transferable to your estate upon your death? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, huh? And I'm like, like, you know, like a 401k IRA. She, oh, yeah, I got a 401k. And then I was like, you still work there? And she's like, she said, oh, no, that's from an old job. Mm. And I was like, cha-ching. Right? And then so then I was, I was, so I just took it down and I was like, I'm going to come back to this later. I'm not going to talk about it right now. So I went through the rest of the presentation and then we figured out IUL was not in the cards right now. So then I was like, hey, by the way, earlier you mentioned you had that 401k from the old company. You know, I was like, well, tell me about that. Did you lose money? She goes, yeah, I, was, I started at 40,000 when I left. Now I'm down to 16. Jeez. So I'm like, yeah, so I could, I could, I'd actually would feel great about being able to put her in, in something that would, would remove all that volatility from ever losing any money again. And then there, when the market goes up, she's going to participate in those gains. It's a win-win situation. Like, yeah, I'll get paid on it, but I'm helping her out too. Right. So, and then, so these are kind of like what David Allen said too yesterday. These are the starting blocks for a new agent. You know, don't, don't think too hard where you're going to be rolling million dollar policies. Like you're going to find an uncover, like, and this is going to get you the walking level, the crawling level of like, okay, I'm comfortable with annuities. I know a little bit more about annuities. I kind of know how to do an application of annuity. And then you'll upgrade to the level of like, okay, now you can roll and you'll start uncovering these things. Cause now it's in your radar. I, well, I think Jay said the, the average size of a rollover is about mm. ballparked it off the top of his head, but you know, but that's, you know, that's pretty reasonable. A lot of people have that from their years of working that they don't know what to do with their money. They didn't even know that there's an option like an annuity out there right? or a fixed index annuity. So, you know, the thing is, it's our job to try to at least ask the question. If we do that every single presentation, then give them an opportunity. So 
and you get the opportunity to make those monies. Those and then you you said he's interested in coming down, paying another 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 visit to us and doing a training for us. Jay or David? Jay. Yeah, David too. David too. David Allen wanted to do the training. Oh, okay, cool. All right, well, we'll we'll do another training set up, and you know what we want. We we're just continuing to share this information because that's another thought that I had in my head. I'm like, we're not, maybe we're not communicating this stuff because if only 3% of agents at FFL are actually writing an annuity, when they're probably running across this money in every single presentation or not, not every single, but throughout the process of all their, all their presentations that they do, but they're not asking the question because they think it's too far away. It's too difficult to learn or it's too complicated or whatever, whatever the, the, the irrational thought may be. We're going to continue to talk about it so we can just get more people on top of, on this train yeah. Cause there's money to be had for everybody. And not just that, but let me add one more thing. So for you guys that may have not done an annuity, once you do so, and you move up to a level, there are these things called annuity overrides as well. Yes. So you get it, you learn how to write business and then you have a higher percentage, uh, percentage level than your downlines. If your downlines and you train your downlines to write business, you get a smaller percentage off that. So you get an override. Correct. So think about that. Hope you're enjoying the video so far. Please make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, anything to help us help support the algorithm so we can continue to bring you more valuable content and continue to be part of your lives. Also, if you don't feel that it's providing you that much support since you're already at this point, like and subscribe anyway. So if you got a downline that rolled like you get an override, you'll get, you'll get a point, you'll get a point or two or yeah. whatever your your spread is on that. So you get excited. So this is why if you're if you're a leader in, in this team, like start promoting you know, annuities within your group. So then you can continue to move up in comp as well. And every, everyone wins, but you know, you got to put in the work first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think, I think uh, play, plenty more of that to come. If you guys have any questions about anything we went over, please reach out to us. You know, I'd love to be able to go over your specific plan and see what we can do to get that, get that plan in motion. All right, Ralph, sorry for the uh, delay. I had hours now. I'm taking a lot of gyms too. Okay. Hey. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, we got a chance to meet online. We were, we were on social media. I don't, I don't even know how it started. I think, I think you, so if you, if you guys don't follow, follow Ralph on, on social media, what's your, what's your IG handle? Uh, the Tatted Life Agent. The Tatted Life Agent. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I just remember I, I saw a couple ones that I thought were really funny. And I, and I was like, part, part of it is like, I'm like, I, you know, it's funny to me because I'm like, I think the same way, but I'm like, I don't know if I'd be so bold to say it. Right. <laughs> so I respect, I respect anyone that just puts himself out there and just, and just uh, decides and you just share information and, yeah, I mean, maybe it's communicated in a different way than how I normally would on a, on a normal day to day basis or business uh, basis. But the thing is, there's people like that that need to hear that. You know, right. so so yeah. the thing is, the way that I communicate, the way that Julian communicates, the way that John communicates, the way that Ralph communicates, it's all different. And we're gonna hit different demographics, we're gonna hit different people. And if we, the one thing we all have in common is we believe in this product and service, right? Oh yeah. Why why is uh why is this product or service so important to you? Why, why is insurance important to you? Oh, I mean, because where I grew up, everyone does the car wash and stuff like that. And I've personally seen people lose homes and cars and stuff like that and their life up because they didn't have life insurance. Right. But I never even heard about it till I started doing it, you know, like, and then they start telling me about the different products and getting money back. I was like, damn, how come we were never taught this? But no one's going to teach it because you know, we're just, most of the time we're, we're just naive. We don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. So we just do a car wash. So be before you got into insurance, what what was even your conception about life insurance in general? I didn't know anything about life insurance. I I never thought about it. I think I had like a free policy through my work, and that was it. I didn't even think about it. Never thought about it at all. Okay. So let's take a little bit of a step back then. What what did you do before this? How did you get into insurance in the first place? Um, well, I was ten years in oil field construction, running pipelines and stuff like that, like welding and stuff. Um, and then. Eventually, you know, someone pissed me off enough to where I said, you know, good job. I need to be, give my own self a raise. You know, like if I want to get a raise, I need to give myself a raise. Hey. So I went ahead and went for it. Um, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just did Uber for a little bit. And um, then uh, I was still working in low fields, but eventually I ended up taking my real estate classes, did everything, passed all my classes, and I was ready to take the test. And then COVID happened and they shut down the testing for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, a girl kept on bugging me about life insurance from the previous company. Trying to sell you a policy? Or no, she to... wanted me to join. Yeah. yeah, we would just go back and forth on our comments. She's like, you should really join my team and this and that. And and she was cool. So I said, okay, I'll give it you know, a try or whatever. Um, took the test. It was only 32 hours. Knocked it out in a weekend. Took the test the next week and started making money. And I realized, like, this is bad. <laughs> Real estate. I'm going to do life insurance. You know, we could build a business here, too. So 
That's why I got, that's why I came here. And so how long have you been licensed now? Um, three years, but I think I, I'm really only been involved for about two years. Yeah. What, what, uh, what, what kept you from starting sooner or, or why do you, why not the full three years? Like what was... I just, I just took a break. I was okay. done with oil fields and I did write a little bit with the practice company, but it was just, it wasn't really a, a priority to me okay. at the time, I guess. Cause I just had the money to just a little bit, you know, <laughs> good for you. Did you actually get into real estate or are you just kind of looking at it? No, I never did. I never looked back into it. I, I took all the classes. I could still take the test probably now, but I don't, I don't really want to invest my time in many different things. Yeah. I'd rather just focus on this, build a business here and that's it. Yeah. I, I, I really agree with you on that. Cause I think, I mean, I had that thought process myself. I'm right. I thought, I thought about, I'm going to get into real estate also, if I know how to sell, then I can sell real estate and insurance. But yeah, the reality is like, you know, most of the time what happens is, you, you create too many distractions for yourself and then you start spreading yourself thin. And then instead of being really great at one thing, like you're just kind of okay at a bunch of different things and you're probably gonna make less money than you would at that one thing that you're truly intentionally focused on the entire time anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, it's a good thought, but if you're starting out, it's not a good thought. Right. So if you do want to do all these things, I think it's better. Okay. Maximize. And then like master one first. Okay. Let's say you're great. You got a whole agency. You could step away from the, the, the life insurance, then maybe venture into real estate. Right. Now you can put more time and effort on that. Right. But if you're brand new on both of them, where's the time and effort? How are you going to learn this? And how are you going to master this when you're splitting yourself thin? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to be successful at that, I mean, like, get really good at one thing, build enough, enough money where you can pay someone to, to delegate certain aspects of that business. So you don't need to spend physic, physical time doing those same processes. Cause the thing is, if you step away from that, that profitability is going to go down on this right, thing. Right. Right. But if you can pay someone to do a reasonable, reasonable percentage of a good job of what you could do, and then just have them continue to, to, to maintain that while you still learn another skill or get into a different industry. I mean, that potentially could work, but even then, I mean, like after 17 years in the industry, like, I've never looked back and look, getting into real estate because I'm like, why? Right. There's, there's still more money to be made here. I still have a lot to learn here. I still have a lot of people to help. I mean, so it's, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, so how did, how did, uh, how was your start in insurance? Was it, was it pretty simple? I mean, did you hit some bumps? I mean, I say my biggest bump was recent, but um, starting out, I mean, I had so much people on my Facebook and stuff like that. I really didn't have to deal with leads. Like I just kind of just sit out there and people bit and <laughs> I was cool. My first 10K month, I think was my second month here with FFL, second or third month. And it was all through Facebook. Yeah. And then I was able to still generate a decent income more than the oil fields just by leads. I mean, uh, just by a uh, warm market. Through so it's organic marketing through yeah. you know, social media. Yeah. So you're putting out ads at all or it's just you're just putting no that would just Facebook. be just posting like just dumb posts you know what i mean they just people just liked it i guess and it's like hey i want life insurance yeah they so tell quotes and these talk talk about this your strategy on that because it is funny it's captivating it's yep. different it's a different type of marketing right compared to like the average like canned uh marketing no, no it's not like a cookie canned, cutter it's not the normal commercial cutters. right well you know what's funny is i'm not even like that i'm pretty quiet I'm not, I'm like, I just poke just for the hell of it. So are you making that up or you're finding that? Oh, I'm making it up. I'm making, <laughs> you're making it up. It. I'll find stuff, make it up and just throw it out there and just see what people say. <laughs> this know? guy's like, a marketing genius. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, personally, I'm not even, I'm, I'm real quiet. I'm real reserved, but I mean, I'm, I just think it done put it out there. I don't, you would think what your clients would, would appeal to or, or yeah, like, exactly. be like, okay, I can, yeah, I can feel because that. Because I can't just tell them, Hey, life insurance is for, you know, multi-generational wealth. They don't give a fuck about multi-generational. Unfortunately they don't. Right. So I have to introduce it to them in another way. Right. As I've long seen, as I like, get the damn product, I'm cool. Yeah, I've seen yeah. one of you were talking about like somebody just like would rather get their nails done than take care of. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's any in a nice way. But yeah, I, I post stuff like that, and um, but yeah, just because they just they don't speak that language yet, so <laughs> you have to figure out a way to get into their head and realize like, hey, that's funny, but he's telling the truth. Like yeah. if I'm if I die, I, my kids can sell my lashes and my fakes on offer up. He gets life insurance. So that's. Yes. I've seen one too where it's that uh, the, the the girl and the boy texting each other. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what's, yeah. what's your biggest hit? What was the biggest? Uh, um, well, yeah, what's most of, most effective post? Most of, I, that that's probably one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did a, a few of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that one's a pretty good one. I mean, but I, out of out of all of those, which one? Like maybe that you could share. Um, my mom went blank. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, there were just so many. I took a lot down too, just to try to clean it up. I remember that. But, so, so were you being censored? Somebody told you to put it down. Someone told me if I'm considering an integrity deal, I should probably clean up my stuff now. Okay. So, 
Yeah, that was, you know, people higher up than me just yeah. recommended that. So I was like, okay, I guess. But then I got kind of bored and I'll throw it out there here and there. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so was this within your hierarchy or someone else from within a, a hierarchy? Team? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I was okay. I'll be coachable, <laughs> but it, I don't like it sometimes, you know, like I like to be able to put it out there and speak my mind. I mean, that's pretty cool though, but it got so popular and so big that somebody started watching from above and say, Hey man, Well, they actually said that, that Andrew Taylor or Sean Mike was saying like, Hey, like, uh, like, Tony down. He's pretty funny. And then Andrew Taylor himself came up to me and said, Hey man, you're probably like one of the funniest dudes. Or like, yeah, he told them that and That's he came facts. up because I like your memes. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't trying to be funny, I was just throwing it out there. But <laughs> yeah, they were just saying if you want to check your deal, you want me to take it more seriously. I understand. Yeah. No, but I mean, I see, I I think it as a I mean, it's not for everybody. Let, let let's just put it out there. But the thing is, I think I think it actually does provide a valuable service because I mean, if certain people are gonna get offended because like it hits home, then it's right. like yeah, that's a person you really need to need to reach, and if and some of it, yeah, some of it's it's just it's a little tongue in cheek, it's a little, just a little playful thing. But there's people legit that fit those categories in which you're you're kind of like appealing to with those funny memes. Yeah, it's like those are the people that really need to hear about this. They're the ones that really need to do it. So, yeah, and and, and you are right. I mean, yeah. Would would you would you say that generally you're uh, you're with people, with people, like you're not really the type of person that that people automatically assume you to be. You know, when you when they just judge you, based off of you know your social media or whatnot, right? Yeah, I'm not nothing like that. I'm really quiet, really reserved. Yeah, I don't really talk much. Yeah, you know, it's just that's just I just put my mind out there and just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can attest to that because I, I remember on social media, I used to I used to like like scroll through your stuff and I, I'd be like cracking up. I mean, I just thought it was I thought it was funny. I thought it was clever too because you know I just think. Who else would really put themselves out there like that? Yeah, and uh, you know, I always appreciate people that take take risks and people that and instrumentally it does help people because the people that respond they wouldn't have got insurance otherwise. Yeah, but then when I actually got a chance to meet you in person, I think it was up at your guys' office in Bakersfield, right? Yeah, I came up to do a business business overview, and then uh, you know, Ralph was a super cool dude. We started talking, and then you know, got it. I was like formally introducing myself, and I'm like, it's not really the guy that I originally expected, which. It turned out a really cool dude, and I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I I see this guy, and then I see him at all the all the different conferences and all the events. I mean, like, yeah, I I, I gain a new perspective rather than just prejudging someone based off of the little bit of information that we can go off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just and just FYI, I mean, <laughs> out of our group, big fans of your stuff too. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. We do share it within our group and just have a crack at it. I'm gonna make a comeback too. So, I mean, maybe. I don't know. What if you put a comment on on, on the, the caption saying disclaimer? Right, I did. <laughs> will, uh, that, will that uh, like alleviate you some? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Man. Yeah, I don't know. But this is this also goes to the conversation that Julie and I were having. It's like it's like regardless of if you want to copy somebody, if you want to be cookie cutter, you want to like follow a certain like prescribed method, and just think, oh, this person's like doing so well, I'm just going to copy every single thing that they do. The thing is, like, you're going to you're going to hit a ceiling anyway, right? Because yeah, it's like. Yeah. All right, you can't differentiate from this person anymore. Like, you know, they start talking about certain things that you haven't done or you're not in position to do. And then where does that take you from there? So copy the things that you need. Steal, like steal the things that already are working yeah. and then just be yourself. Yeah. Man, we had we had agents like uh, agency um, teams in their Instagram. Like they were just dancing. <laughs> we never did that. You all didn't allow us, right? <laughs> but yeah, there was like people that were doing the, the following the, the TikTok trends where they were just like dancing in, in their Instagram reels. I'm like, how does this capture an audience, right? No, well, I mean, there's certain things on social media where it's like trending. And right. So certain things, I mean, if you do, I mean, but you got to make it your own, right? Yeah. And then whether that's genuinely you or not, I mean, I think that authenticity will come across to people with enough exposure, with enough time. So- you know, just yeah. just be you. So um, so at, at this stage, like, what's what's your main focus on on the business now? My main focus is to build. Like, that's that's my main focus now is to build and help as many people as I can. Okay. Because I just came out of a really bad struggle, and I, in the middle of that, I was noticing people falling off, and I was really don't like seeing that. Okay. And um, I realized a lot of people weren't getting the help that they needed. Um, and and uh, it's not that they weren't trying they weren't applying them. that's the thing is they were really applying themselves and they're not getting the help they needed so in the middle of my situation and my team falling off as well because i didn't know what the hell i was doing i i needed to figure out what works and um and and try to make it as simple as possible because 
we have a lot of training. We do have a lot of training, which we're blessed with, mm -hmm. but sometimes that could be an overload that could cripple them just as bad as having none. Right. And so I just wanted to make a simple little process and, um, and I gave it to people and let them use it and it worked out pretty good. So, yeah. So to dive and drill down to that a little bit more, I mean, what did you learn from that? And what are you doing differently this time around? Differently? Well, I mean, I'm definitely like when it comes to selling process, well, cause I got like in thousand dollars of chargebacks and I've never, I scared the hell out of me. Okay. Um, I had to change the way I was selling, I had to change what I was saying. I, I was like selling people policies where I kind of knew they couldn't afford it, mm. but I was giving them highest and mid and lowest. And I just wasn't paying attention to what the real need was according to their budget. You know, I'm not going to say I'm a master salesman, but I guess I was good enough to, to get them to commit to something that was more than what they needed or right. what they could afford. And that's not good though. Right. So I had to tweak what I was saying, had to tweak um, just, and, and also like getting them to try to commit to a policy right then and there, which is not always possible, but I just had to change like a couple of things I was saying okay. and doing like, as far as basically the finances part was probably the biggest part. Cool. So now I don't quote them the highest. I listen to their budget. If they want commission, I'm not going to go 30,000. If their budget is only a thousand dollars in the month, I'll right. put like 10, seven, five. And if it's super bad, I'll go like seven, five, and three, if I can. No. Ever since I did that, my, my chargeback rate has dropped a lot. So awesome. And then you were mentioning you try to get him to apply and get approved and pay immediately instead of post-editing now, right? For the most part. Yeah. That's, that's really difficult to do for the kind of, you know, so, but I, that's what I try to do. And it seems like once they're in, they're in, you know, but if you give them more time and they're pushed out 30 days, which happens, you have to do a lot. Um, a lot of times those fall off because you're not committed no more. Right. You know, I try to get them in and once they're committed, then you're probably good. And how do you, how do you avoid them? Like asking for, for a post-dated. Um, most of the time I'll just, I'll try to ask them like, Hey, uh, so if you are approved for the policy, they're going to take the money out within 48 hours to a week, maybe yep. is that a problem? And they say like, well, yeah, actually it is. Then we could try to find another way for them to, you know, it was, if it's a problem, let's go ahead and go down. Can I make a suggestion? Let's just go down to the smallest amount. That way, at least you got your foot in the door. So if you're diagnosed with anything, you may be able to raise your coverage, Good. you know, while you have it, um, why, cause you're already in the door, right. You know, so that's, that's one of the ways I try to get them to just go down, you know, and then usually when you go down, they're not, it's like, you kind of, they kind of like comfortable with it. That's actually a really good technique. So, I mean, yeah, you, you self admittedly, you weren't a master salesman, but you're starting to get there. That's, this is the whole process, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the, the best way to avoid, and just, just to clarify, just the best way to avoid clients asking for a post-dated draft, don't offer it. Right. Like just say, all right, hey, you know, so look at it from a from a multi-step process. You know, you're going to just present the option, you're going to ask the right questions so you can figure out what plans to show. Then you're going to show those plans and then you're going to get them commit to an, to a, to an option because you're basing basing off of their needs and what they told you. They said yes. Okay. Now now you're going to go through the application. Then when you get to that part of the uh, the bank information, just be like, all right, uh, so we're going to put everything through. The next the first payment's going to come out next 24 to 48 hours. After that, it's going to be in the same day, which is the 12th. Which thirteenth, yeah. the thirteenth of every month. Are you good with that? Okay. So ne never, never at any point I say, "Hey, so when would you like this to come out?" Because they're gonna be like, "I don't know, two months from now or whatever it is." <laughs> so don't make it so available for them. They'll tell you if they can't do it. And yes, Ralph's Ralph's absolutely correct. If they say, "Oh yeah, I don't have it right now," you sh you could be like, "Hey, just so you understand, this is gonna be going on every single month. Is it something within your budget? Do we need to show, look at something smaller?" And then that's how you discern whether or not they're they're actually able to do it. And I, and I get it, you know, plenty, plenty, plenty of us have been in that position at some point in, when we first started and you're just thinking like, Hey, let's just get the client said, yes, I don't understand why they didn't, why they didn't cancel. It's like, you're hearing it from your, your ears and your bank account yep. rather than like listening from what their actual needs are, what their actual budget is. And, you know, we're all, we've all been guilty of it at some point, but the thing is that's okay to make that mistake, but do you learn from it? And do you recognize how do you care about your business long-term and, and not just be like, I'm going to chase this, this big commission right here rather than I'm going to protect my business for the long-term because I got a long way to go. Yeah. Right. So let me, let me ask you, um, if there's an agent out there struggling, what, what advice would you give to them? Just work on your mindset. How do you, how do, you do that? Um, read books. Um, that's where that's how I learned. I mean, most of my mentors are, you know, like, so I can't learn from them. And when I came here, <laughs> it's like, now I, I've never had a business. I've never been self-employed or anything like that. So um, you have to, you literally have to self-develop here. Or you're not going to make it. Um, you do that by reading books because the thing is I can't go and learn from Napoleon Hill. He's dead. 
I can't learn from Bradley or I can't learn from these people. They're not going to spend personal time with me. So I have to get their books and pick the brain. It's like that. I need to get new information and to unseat my old personality. And I am where I am because of my mindset now. So, but once my mindset expands, then I'm able to make more money. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's all a mindset thing. And then also like, if you're going through struggles, books come in handy. Like I read Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil. That's a big, that thing, that book helped me so much because there were times where I just read one sentence and it let me, it helped me to go another week. There was a point I wanted to quit. Right. And um, I really did want to quit. And it, it was like a, maybe one or two days, but I really made in my mind that I really can't can do this. It was going to get really scary. But I read one sentence or a paragraph and it just changed my whole chemistry. Like even Napoleon Hill said it that way. Like it changed my whole chemistry of my being to where I felt like I could do this again. Right. So however I was feeling was completely gone. And I felt like I can do this. I'm not going to quit. You know, I knew it was going to get harder, but I decided like, it doesn't matter. I'll just figure things out. You know, instead of quitting, we'll just figure out what works and then love it. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, you and how'd you get that, that mindset to, to start reading and figure out answers from there? Well, I mean, I started reading as soon as I decided that I was going to start a business. That was right after they pissed me off in the oil fields. And I said, I got to become my own boss. So the first thing I did was grab Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, a math teacher I had when I was found in high school and I was just being a little hoodlum. He would always tell me like, you need to read this book. And it's weird. I never seen a teacher like him. He would always like really impress us on us. Like you need to read richest man in Babylon. You need to read rich, rich dad, poor dad. Every single morning. He'd tell me like, you're going to be a, if you don't stop falling asleep in class, like you need to read these books, but he drilled it in us so much that as soon as I decided that I was going to do that and start a business that I, I went and first thing I did was get that book, richest man in Babylon, but, and uh thing grow rich. I mean, not thing grow rich, rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. But once I read that book, I really never wanted to be an employee again. Like it really changed my whole outlook. And from there, it was just consuming books. Like I used to go out a lot. Yeah. I completely stopped. Like, like I had a bunch, I would always go out with a bunch of girls and then like they would hit me up. Hey, let's go out. I don't want to go out. Like I want to finish this book. And then eventually they just stopped hitting me up because I'm always finishing a book, <laughs> you know? So like, but I, I fell in love with reading, yeah. you know? So, um, and I've always been a reader. I've always read the Bible, but now I was like really trying to grow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I, at the time when the teacher told you that, I mean, you didn't really, you didn't really connect with you at the time, right? It was just, you were, you weren't ready to receive that message at the time yet, right? No. And he really tried to, he was like, he was a really caring guy. He really cared about our, you know, our lives and stuff. And he would get mad at me because I'd fall asleep all the time and he would lecture me, but he said, you need to read this book. Like you need to read these books. So you, you know, when you grow up, like you're going to be set by the time you're 30. That's yeah. a good teacher. He was very, yeah. I'm trying to find him on Facebook. I can't find him. But Yeah. You're, you're, I'm a, you owe him a, a debt of, of gratitude. Yeah, I so. want to tell him thank you, you know, but I, I remember as soon as I decided that I was going to do this, I went straight to Barnes & Noble and got rich dad, poor dad. Changed my life. It's a great nice. story. Happy to hear that. And so what's your daily routine look like? First thing I do is um, affirmations real quick, and then I'll go run for like an hour, okay. and then I'll read, you know, a book, and then just, I'll do some visualization too. A lot of times I'll do that like 10, 15 minutes. I'll visualize myself having success. I'll yeah. try to fill it. You know what I mean? And then I just get to work. You know, now I just, I try to make it to the office. It depends on my schedule, but I'll, if I plan to be there at 8.30 or 9, like I have to be there at 8.30 or 9 to start my dials or I feel like off. I, I get pissed off at myself. I beat myself up real bad. So I know I better get my ass there, start dialing by 8 o'clock. I don't even care if I can't make the second dial like till two minutes later. At least I start at 8 and I'm good. But that's typically my dial session will be like start at 9 o'clock. That's a small victory. I mean, those things yeah. add up throughout the day. They do. And they, they also you up if you don't follow it. <laughs> right. So mentally. Right. So it's another reason why I love I love Ralph because I'm, I'm like you, you see the ratchet posts, but then you also see like you know, the work ethic and you see you see like that that commitment, self-accountability on certain things. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not a perfect person. So I mean, like a lot of times I, like people people have this conception that like, oh, I'm I'm constantly working and everything. I'm yeah, I, I try to work as much as I can, but yeah, I have times when I slip up and there's times and right. I'm going through things personally. And, you know, it's, it's nice to know there's, there's other people that are just like real and people going through different things. And, you know, it uh, helps you recognize you are where you're supposed to be because of the things you're doing or things you're choosing not to do. So yeah. one last question before we let you go, then aside from money, Ralph, what do you do this for? I just, I mainly just want to do it just to prove something to myself. I could say my family, that was the way it started, but um, up to this point, like, I just really want to prove that I can do this. I want to grow it very, very, very big. Um, I want to do something where I can look back and be proud of myself because 
honestly, my whole life, I haven't really been, you know what I mean? Like I didn't come from, so I just want to make something work. I love it. I, make, I want, I want to pass something down to my kids and let them see like, Hey, your, your dad did it. You know? Wow. That's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a great, great uh, outlook. And, you know, I, I think, I think you're going to go, you're going to go places because as long as you keep that mindset, continue to work at it. Cause there's so much un, untapped potential for all of us. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, these, these are just some of the steps I hope, I, you know, I, I'm a, uh, I hope that was helpful. I mean, it's, it's opened my perspective, Ralph. I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing with us. And, you know, I'm looking forward to continue to, to talk to you. I want to help you with annuities, you know, so cool. we, can, we can get some cool. more stuff going. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if you, if you guys need any help, please reach out. I mean, just, just think about all the stuff that we kind of went over. Like you're not that far away from where you want to be, but you got to start moving. And if you start doing that, you know, everything's open to you. So appreciate you, Ralph. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate John, Julian, everyone that's on here. Let's go out there and be elite, guys. Have a good one. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Thank you guys once again for supporting. If you guys want to see more of that, please make sure you like, subscribe. Uh, click on this link here to subscribe. Click on this link for the next video.